This WebmasterRadio.fm program is made possible in part by the following. AFCON 2010, the trade show that you know where affiliates always attend for free, is making its way to Denver June 21st to the 23rd. How would you like to come to AFCON 2010 and not pay a single penny? AFCON 2010 presents the AFCON 2010 Fully Free Experience Sweepstakes. Go to AFCON2010.com slash sweepstakes. You can win round-trip airfare, a three-night stay at the Hyatt Regency Convention Center Hotel, and VIP access to all sessions, exhibits, and WebmasterRadio.fm's affiliate bash. All you have to do is sign up now at AFFCON2010.com slash sweepstakes. Be one of the thousands in the affiliate marketing community that are making the switch to AFCON 2010, the trade show that's free for all affiliates, June 21st to the 23rd in Denver. Register today at AFFCON2010.com. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome to today's show, everybody. I'm here with the famous Frank Reed. Frank, welcome to the show. Thanks. I appreciate having me, uh, having me aboard. I've never been called famous before. Thank you. <laughs> well, you're famous now. Um, we're okay. excited well, to hear a little bit about your background. And uh, you have over 20, 20 years of experience in this, this wonderful sales and marketing and online business that you're now playing in. Um, you've also, on the sales side, you've sold for Madison Square Garden and PSINet and, and uh, CompuCom and lots of other interesting companies. And, of course, you are the, the master of frank thinking, and I love your blog and <laughs> been playing around with it online and love the logo, too, which I want to ask you about. But tell us a little bit more about your illustrious background and, and, uh, and, your, and your take on the world. Well, gee, that's an awful lot of stuff. Um, my illustrious background, I guess, we'll start off with. I mean, like you said, I've been in sales and marketing for 20-plus years, but I've been in the online space for the for the most part for the last five. Um, and that's where I really feel most comfortable. And um, as a result, started out in selling. I started uh, selling for a search marketing firm and um, had my own little agency for a little while. And now I've been out on my own for the better part of the last two years. And uh, really been enjoying it, and the and the blog is kind of my home base, and um, you know a little play on words. Frank thinking about internet marketing. It's Frank because I try to be honest, and I try and you know give a give a little different spin on things. Last thing I want to do is make anything dry, and um, you know and it is on it is me speaking, so that's uh, that's pretty much how it works. But it's it's a lot of fun, and I also write for several other other places, including uh, Andy Beal's Marketing Pilgrim, and also for Mike Moran on his Biznology blog. That's good stuff. I want to ask you about that later. But I want to talk a little sure. bit about what I'm seeing now as far as a convergence, if you will, of, of sales and marketing. You know, are the two really starting to glue at the hip finally? And are we starting to realize that, 
you know, it's all about the, the messaging and the information and the value we're delivering customers and how marketing really needs to streamline into that process and how people don't really want to be sold to anymore. They, they want to be educated and updated on things that are important and relevant. Well, I would say that it is happening, but it's happening in pockets. I don't see it as a movement yet. I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of time that's going to need to for for people, especially in traditional sales organizations, to kind of wash that out of their system. Uh, the old-fashioned, you know, hammer away at the phones all day and cold call and in the B two B environment is uh, is still being used, and it can be effective. I'm not saying that it can't be, but I think it's going to become less and less so over time because people are busy enough as it is. Um, that interruption that you are creating by making that phone call on a cold basis is going to be accepted less and less. And uh, the opportunities now are so much greater for, um, you know, for salespeople in particular to go out and to start and strike up some relationships that could lead to what could end up putting somebody into the sales process, but as a result of the right things rather than just, you know, happenstance, hey, I called you and you happen to need me um, thing, and, you know, and, all of this is all tied together. Hopefully, that marketing is now helping um, sales get in front of the right person at the right time with the right message. But there's still a lot of work to be done, and I think there always will be because um, salespeople are salespeople, and um, we're not always we don't always listen well. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your what's your uh, you know what's your role typically with with clients, Frank? What what are you doing, and, and how do you generate your your own? Uh, wealth and and um, and and uh, what value propositions are you bringing to the table? Well, what I try and do is I try to I, I tend to sit more at the strategic level and I deal mostly and my blog is talking mostly about SMBs, the, the small and medium business market. Uh, they they have been a, an incredibly underserved market for a lot of reasons, um, mainly because most search marketers just assume that they can't afford you know full blown search marketing efforts. So I try to help these folks out, and I do it, like I said, more at the strategic level. I'm not the kind of guy who's going to go in and do link building for you or anything like that. I'm going to, I'm going to find someone who can do that for you, but I'm going to help to do um, what I call market view reports and do market assessments so that the SMB understands completely what the local market is that they're facing with regard to a particular, um, you know, their particular vertical, what the competition is doing, what's being done well, where they can make some improvements, how they can integrate social media into their marketing campaigns. Also like to pick apart certain aspects of what they're doing from a spend perspective because a lot of SMBs are still putting money into areas where they've traditionally spent but have not been able to prove that they get an ROI. So I try to help them understand that, you know what, why do this? It's, you know, just because you've done it forever doesn't mean it still works or even did work. Um, and most of them can't prove if it has or hasn't. So at that point, you know, we have a whole different conversation and being able to then move them into an area where, obviously, in the online space where it's much more measurable, and we can give them a sense of having more control over their kind of marketing and sales destiny. What what is what is the new revenue architecture plan in your mind? You know, with, with some of the SMBs that you're targeting and speaking with, <clears throat> is the revenue architecture plan changing? And and what are you doing to help foster that plan? <clears throat> Well, I mean, it's always changing, and, and it should be for any good business. I mean, there's not, you know, there's not any, there's not any magic bullet or silver bullet that anybody can turn to. And I think what you have to do is you have to really help them understand that, especially as things 
are being pushed down at such a local level. You know, the, the SMB, the SMB who is truly a local business, for instance, uh, if you're a retailer and you're only going to have a certain reach from, you know, you may have an e-commerce, you know, part of your business. Most of your businesses, you're still trying to drive traffic into your store. You know, they, you now have to understand that that, that revenue is going to come from, you know, the relationships that you build, especially on the social media side, where people are comfortable with you and they will actually come to, um, you know, come to find you. Uh, you know, it used to be, you know, location, location, location. That still plays a huge part in it. But at the same time, now you, you know, with your location being online and having a good story being told online, for instance, you know, you obviously have a nice website, but then you're also you know, taking and you're getting involved in Yelp or other local business um, review sites. You optimize your local business, um, local business center, Google Maps, you know, place page. And do a nice job on that. This is how these, you know, this is how the SMB can now kind of jumpstart themselves, especially in this economy. You have to work a little bit harder and a little bit smarter. But, you know, the internet allows for you to be smarter, and there's a lot of opportunity for uncovered revenue that just really was not there in the past. You just have to be comfortable enough with saying, you know what, I may have to throw away some of the things I've done to get involved in this new game, whether I like it or not. Because, quite honestly, you know, whether you fear it or you embrace it, it's going to happen anyway. We'll get back with some tough questions after a break related to the challenges of building relationships, how to do that, what are good relationships, and what are bad relationships. Let's take a break, everybody. We'll be back in just a second. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Hi, welcome to the SEO shop. How may I help you? Oh, hi. I'm looking for something for my website. Well, I could slip your website into a sleek web campaign. Hmm, okay. Our professional internet marketing experts can custom tailor your web campaign with our SEO services, and by the time we're finished, your website will have such high organic search rankings that it'll turn the heads off of Google, Yahoo, and Bing. I would love that. SEO-shop.com. The experts in professional internet marketing services. Let us research, plan, execute, and succeed on your web campaign today with SEO-shop.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. 
We're back, everyone, with Frank Reed. Frank, thanks again for being on the show. Let's talk about relationships. How are you, literally yourself, for your own business and reaching out to prospect customers, how are you using the web to connect with, with prospect customers and, and, and engage with them and, and muster up business? Well, for me, it's really you know kind of telling my story in a, in a different way. Uh, you, you probably see it all the time where there's Internet marketers or there's social media um, players, let's say, and the, you know the overused term of being an expert or being a guru, which I can't stand. You know, if you have to go out and tell someone you're an expert, you're probably not. You, know, you should be able to prove it rather than say it. And it, it's kind of difficult to get rise above the clutter. So what I do is I try and get as much content as I can out. I get I'm syndicated. You know, I'm picked up by a bunch of different places. And that's really where my exposure comes from. And being able to write for somebody like Andy Beal with Marketing Pilgrim, you know, he has a readership of he's you know about twenty five thousand folks daily, so it's a good crowd. And you know, I've been doing it for about a year now, and that's helped me out considerably with my reputation. And also with Mike Moran, uh, Mike who wrote Search Engine Marketing Inc. And uh, I write for him every Friday at his Disnology blog. So this is how people get to know me. They get to see me, you know, they get to see me write. They may not even know about my blog until they meet meet up with me somewhere else. So I kind of see all this content as my extended resume. It's what I'm it's what I'm saying, it's what I'm thinking, it's what I believe. So when somebody sees me or they hear about me, they have a chance to go and, you know, check me out. And also, you know, I also tell people to go and Google Frank Reed and Tech on the Internet because Frank Reed's kind of a common name. But if you do Frank Reed Internet, you know, most of the first two pages of the results is going to be things that I've done. So this is how I'm starting to getting people comfortable with the fact that, yes, I am involved in this. I'm not just saying I am. I have proof that I am. And then that helps to ease your way into, you know, somebody's going to say, oh, okay, I'm comfortable with this guy. And, um, you know, I'm going to tell him i got a, I got an issue. Maybe he's the kind of person I could work with. And then we decide if it's a good business fit because I just don't like to take any client. Mm. So if I heard you right, your content is really the gateway to your to your own sales and revenue pipeline. It's your gateway yeah, to establishing authority and becoming an evangelist for, for the topics that, that matter and, and, and literally creating that opportunity. But what about the small business owner? You know, it, it, it's difficult to become an evangelist for, let's say, you know, a lubrication product, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, that you're you right. may okay. sell. Right, you know, a B two B rough manufacturing lubrication product where it's okay. applied to you know nuts and bolts and bearings and, mm-hmm. and helps mm-hmm. companies you know add longevity to their machinery. I mean, how sure. can I, the SMB, in that in that topic area, you know, change my my patterns and my behavior? Um, you know, to to drive sales and revenue in this new in this new game that I need to play. What do I need to do? Well, here's the, I think it's the way how you think about it. And what I mean by that is, it, it's not necessarily going to be the place where you're going to be generating a ton of leads. You know, you're using a real hardcore kind of manufacturing example here. And unless you're going out and doing some very very high niche oriented, um, getting involved in some kind of groups, you know. You, it, I think it's more so about your existing client base. So, you know, for this guy who's new in the game, they're going to have to approach it very differently. But I try and get these traditional businesses, the ones who have been doing this for a long, you know, doing what they do for a long time, I try to get them to understand that, you know what, you've had 
you sold this original account a long time ago, maybe you had an account manager, or maybe you're the account manager for this you know, particular client, and it's been this way for years. Now you have opportunities through you know, maybe a Facebook fan page or, or being on Twitter or whatever it is to expand on what they can find out about you. So what you're doing is you're basically trying to expand your existing customer base. That's how you drive more revenue, by giving them more options to buy from you. Because they may not know that you do certain things. You just have not had the opportunity to tell them. But if you start to put out these different areas where you can tell your story, they start to find out that you're a little bit more than what they thought. The next thing you know, they might be doing more business than under product line. So I really think that's where a lot of the power is. Huh. What are you physically doing with your with your clients? Are you creating a strategic plan for them? Are you uh, undergoing diagnostic of, of their business? Um, are you making recommendations? Are you are you referring them to to other people to actually get stuff done? Tell us about your setup with, with how you set yourself up as. As a, you know, is, is it a consulting model, or you know, give give us a feel for what the layout is? Well, it is, it is a consulting model, but I don't I don't do much in terms of ongoing um, engagements, and here's why: I I don't think that that model works so well, and and I just especially from the SMB space, a lot of these folks are kind of the DIY, the do-it-yourselfers. And what I like to do is I like to try and educate them. So if I'm a, if I spend a month or two with somebody, that's plenty of time for them to understand. First of all, where their strengths are, because a lot of them don't even understand what they can do well. You know, you mentioned, you know, you really should have a blog, and they get all freaked out because, oh, I can't write. Okay, that's fine, but do you have somebody on your staff who might be able to write? You know, do you know anybody else who can help you out with this kind of activity? So what I'm doing is I'm, I'm actually trying to coach them or manage them through getting comfortable with the fact that, you know what, this is how you're going to have to do business moving forward. So let's figure out where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, and address them accordingly. Now, if it's a, if it's a large enough site and they need a lot of SEO work, I am going to outsource that. That's not where my strength lies. Um, you know, strategically, I'm going to tell them what they need to be looking at. I'm going to help them with high-level assessments and audits. And then if they, you know, getting down into nitty-gritty, doing some link building and things like that, I'm going to work with a partner to, um, to achieve that. But I really kind of envision myself as a, as a coach more than anything else. Stand beside them, trying to draw out what they've got, what they didn't know they had, and then applying it so it's going to make their business move forward you know, on their own, basically, because that's the type of people they generally are. Mm-hmm. Are you, you know, so in, in our world over at Idea Launch, our sister company, you know, we're, we're developing content plans and, and creating content and developing optimization strategy with proprietary technology and blah, 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 you know, co- content performance measurement. You know, we have we have a whole process and procedure that we do that, and we're using tools like SpyFu and Quantcast, and you know, there's some of the Raven tools and HubSpot and MarketLeap, and we developed our own proprietary tools. I mean, this is complicated, heavy-duty stuff. I'm sure you agree with that. You know, can you go in and and, and literally educate somebody and, and and have them, you know, get the passion and the excitement and the interest for banging this stuff out and getting it done? Like. Is that possible? With the right person, always. Um, you know, it's it's just like any other business. And you know, here in America, we're capitalists. So you know, if you you adapt or you die. And I think that there's going to be a whole you know there's going to be a shakeout of people who are not going to be able to understand it. They're going to have a limited shelf life for their business because they're not going to be able to make the translation, like you said. I don't believe that it is 
some of the sometimes it comes across as feeling like it's some kind of rocket science, and I try to relax them with that because I really don't believe that it. You know, we can overcomplicate things very quickly mm-hmm. um, and overwhelm them with a lot of different things. I have an I have a proprietary tool that I use it's called SimCheck, and I you know I help them just do an overview, a high level overview of their um, of their site, and I just try and get them to relax and just you know. If you apply basic business principles that have been in place forever, just applying them to the Internet, yes, you do need all the analysis. Yes, you do need all the, um, you do need a certain amount of bells and whistles. But on the local level, things are very, very different because really they're still out there doing their networking thing. They're doing their, you know, they're still glad handing. Now they've got, what I'm trying to help them do is build this extended resume. You know, go into Google Local Business Center and build out that page. Optimize the heck out of that thing. You know, if these are the kind of things that aren't even necessarily related to their site, they are related to search, but in a, in a different fashion than what even traditional search has been. Now that everything's being pushed down to mobile, it's going to become even more important for these folks. So while I would like to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to whiz-bang here with all these great numbers and everything, I think it's even more important for them to just relax and say, you know what, Let's make this a part of your marketing mix. Let's not make it rocket science. Let's slow down. And one of the first things I do with these guys and gals is to help them just understand, take a month and listen to what's going on before you even think about doing anything. That's been very, very helpful. So just try to relax them and get them in, you know, get them in the right frame of mind and then use them through it, <laughs> I guess, is the way to say it. Yeah. And and, and, and and SMBs are so lucky to have somebody like you out there that can walk them through it and and uh, and make it work. But at the same time, what do you think is is um, is is in store for search marketing and mobile? What do you see? What's your vision? You know, for the future of, of where this is all going to go? A good question. It's going to you know right now. There's a big battle being fought out just over the platforms, and um, you know with, with the iPhone having such a a major, you know, jump on any Android devices. There's obviously, you know, a lot of people push to that. But what I what I'm seeing happen more and more is SMBs depend heavily on Google. You know, you, you get your domain name, email through them. You can do everything really that you need, and you can do it in most cases for free. Mm-hmm. And what we're finding, or what I'm seeing in the industry, especially, is Google is starting to do certain things and taking certain types of their services and having them work a lot better on an Android device than they would on an iPhone. So I see this thing really getting down to, I always tell people, you know, the devices are great, but look what happened with IBM. IBM concentrated on the computer. Meanwhile, Microsoft owned the desktop. Uh IBM in the long run ended up losing. I see the same thing potentially happening um, with the whole Android and Google situation because Google owns the applications. And at the end of the day, an SMB, while they'd love to have that iPhone and look really cool, they want their business to run well. And if they can make everything run well in their hand, walking away from their business using an Android device because of all the Google products they use, then I think we're going to have you know, a, bit of a, a bit of a shake-up, I believe. I could be completely wrong. That's happened before. Mm. <laughs> and, 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 and the prediction there might be, Apple's perpetual focus on the 
the, uh, the the gear, the hardware, and, and, and not making it open source? you feel like that may be a flaw in Apple's plan, maybe? I mean, it could be. It was a long time ago. It's taken them quite a while to get out from underneath what they created. You know, and it became this, you know, they were in the education market, and then they were for designers only. You know, I use a Mac right now. I mean, I, that's that's my computer. But on the mobile side, you know, I, I depend on Google. So, you know, right now I don't have an Android device, but I'm leaning in that direction just because of, you know, if they're going to start making things easier, and why wouldn't they? Because they want to sell more of the devices as well with the Nexus, you know, Nexus One and things of that nature. Um, I do believe that it could, end, you know, it could, I think it could eventually come down to the applications. I'm not going to say they're going to, you know, dominate or do anything like that, but I think they're going to give the iPhone certainly run for its money. Mm-hmm. And, and how do you want people to get a hold of you, and uh, Frank, and, 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 and where can they get a hold of you? Well, the best way to do it is um, by email at fread, F-R-E-E-D, at frankthinking.com. Or you can call my Google Voice number. There you go. There you go. Nine one nine two eight five one five one five. And um, you know that's. And what that's kind of projects are you interested with 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 SMBs and or anybody? I like the I like the ones where people are, are curious. You know, they're a little scared, but they're curious because that gives me the opportunity to educate and to kind of like I like I said before, kind of ease them into it. Because if you kind of cannonball into the deep end with this stuff you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. So, you know, anybody anybody who's willing and understands that this is not some kind of silver bullet and is saying, you know what, there's opportunity for our business that's untapped, those are the kind of folks I really enjoy working with. How much? One final question for you. How much of your day are you spending writing? <laughs> you know, are you doing a lot of writing? Are you writing all day, every day? No. No, I, I can't afford to. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, I, I'm probably a couple hours a day out of the day. Yeah. Do you set a time aside that you read and listen and learn and do yeah. the conversations and chime in? And how much activity do you have with Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and, and your blog? How does it all tie together? Well, it all ties together really upon my ability to get to it. I, I probably don't carve out the the amount of time every day that I should. Um, you know, my client work is more important to me than my own self-promotion. So it's very dependent upon what kind of available time I have. I mean, I write daily for Marketing Pilgrim, so that's, a, that's kind of a ritual. That's the first thing I do in the morning, get up in the morning, have certain things I do, and that's the first thing that I try and hammer out. You know, go out and do some research, find out what's been going on, put a couple of posts together, and then um, and during the course of the day, I'm checking in. I use TweetDeck. I'm, I'm checking in to see what's going on. I say I'm probably more of a listener than I am a participant at times, just because um, you know I don't always feel like I have something great to say, and I'm I'm not a real big fan of people who say something all the time just to be heard. So I try to avoid you know putting myself into that kind of an environment or that kind of a you know pigeonhole that way. Uh-huh. Well, it's been great having you on the show. We really appreciate your time and your insight. And uh, you heard it here first. Folks, Apple might have a little stumbling block that's that's in front of them that that Frank's picking up on here. It's all about the droids, right, Frank? Well, you know, I I like to think that, but then again, like I said, I've been wrong, so I'm willing to be wrong. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
we appreciate everything you do and and helping advance the web and and what's going on. Thanks for being on the show today. Thanks, Larry. I really appreciate your time. You bet. Thanks for being a guest. Hope your your week was a little smarter, better, faster, and wiser, everyone. We'll see you next week for another show with Life Tips. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, webmasterradio.fm.